Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. This show is not like any other show out there. We tell the truth. No one controls what we say, and we're on a mission to expose what is going on in government on both sides of the aisle and in between. You can go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of the show, and thanks for listening in. Hi, this is Kate Daly. I just wanted to tell you, get over to Balance of Nature. I've actually been taking this product myself, and I loved it so much, I wanted to include it on the show. I was looking for a product that would give me the fruits and vegetables I needed. And I really wanted that energy every day. I wanted to feel better, and I wanted to be able to tackle every single day uh, as best I could. And this does the job. Can I just tell you, 16 fruits and 16 vegetables, you just can't beat it. And I know you're not going to eat that much in a day, but you'll certainly get the nutrients. And, of course, it has powerful antioxidants, no sugars, artificial sweeteners, completely clean product. And uh, it has the right balance of, of soluble and insoluble fiber in their cleansing drink, too. And I have really loved that as well. At no fillers and it really truly is a clean product. I have loved it. You're going to love it too. Get over to Balance of Nature. You can find the link right on my website, katedallyradio.com. When you order, put in the code KATE, K-A-T-E. So simple, but you're going to get a third off because I want everybody to be healthy and feeling well. We're going to need to be to tackle all these political issues. Uh, get over to the website, katedallyradio.com and click on the link, Balance of Nature, put in KATE and, and get it ordered. You're going to start to feel so great. I bet you thank me for it. (laughs) I just know you will. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Show. Oh, you know, playing some queen for you on a Friday and really uh, wanting to discuss uh, Tom DeWeese, what he said to the Cattlemen Association, because this is great information for you and I. We need to know what's going on with farming, farmlands, what's happening with sustainable development. It's a really, really um, atrocious term. And um, it's horrific, actually. Introduced really 1987, but really introduced to the public in 1992. And then, of course, written into all of the things that we get to read up on on Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. There's definitely an agenda at hand, and it is to reorganize human society. And it is also, they're using the word sustainable development to sort of cloak and make it sound real nice. Everything's sustainable, you know, really great. Um, But to also reorganize wealth. I will take a quick caller because I've got so much to get to. And I also want to tell you what's coming and a landmark case. Very interesting. Hi, call. That just happened. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, to do all these things that they want to do, the Mm -hmm. one thing they have to do more than anything is they have to suspend the Constitution. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. And and when you look mm -hmm. at what the... Congressmen are trying to do, I mean, the senators mm-hmm. are trying to do with the president right now, the Democratic Party. That's exactly what they're trying to do with him suspend the Constitution, mm-hmm. take away its rights, and just say, this is the way it is because we say so. 
Yes. Yes. And I'm going to add to that, too, when I go over what in what in the world is next, because you're exactly right in what their next step is, is that very thing. So, yes. And yes, they're have they're doing this in a lot of little ways and been doing this for 35 years in little ways that have created the sustainability movement. The EPA, you know, the EPA was brought about in the 70s and uh, it's absolutely asinine. But we fell into the trap of allowing even the EPA to be to be the EPA. It's, 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 well, and it, also, yeah. when you make that list, don't forget the Department of Education because they want control of your children. Yes, of course. Yes, but uh, but in, but yes, of course. And they're teaching sustainable development in in our public education. I love your call. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's so much to what he just said. We're going to get to that. Um, okay, so food productivity. Tom DeWeese was talking to the cattlemen. There's going to be a big push to turn everybody vegan, um, and not by choice, but because um, they would like to root out all the cattlemen. They would like to get rid of this entire industry. Um, and they do it under a lie, a lie that says it takes 4,200 gallons of water to produce a person's food supply, right? And uh, on the on the, um, on the the earth today, but only 300 gallons if you're a vegan. That's not true, actually. They don't even account for all the washing of those vegetables and everything else, the irrigation and all of that, because that's usually when they're talking 4,200 gallons of water. They're usually talking about the whole process. Um, and so they're comparing whole process to part process and telling you that, uh, telling the world that uh, there's no way we could sustain this. And of course, we're talking cow farts and methane and everything else. It's all a joke, isn't it? It's all a joke. But they're turning it into a serious discussion. And that's our problem. And when the serious discussion, when people were getting frustrated because they're not seeing what they keep telling us for 50 years is going to happen, now we've got 12-year-old girls screaming at us, 16-year-old girls screaming at us and shaming us into thinking that we have to go along with all of the madness and all of these plans. Food productivity, uh, say the Greens, you know, food productivity of farmland is falling behind population. And the only option they're saying besides cutting the population is to cut back on meat consumption. And convert grazing lands to food crops. That's what they're trying to tell everybody right now. However, the only places where such shortages may exist are in totalitarian societies where governments controlling food production and supplies. Just like their plan for sustainable beef. They're trying to control it here too. They're trying to use shame, but they're trying to control it as much as they possibly can before they go to full control. So, of course, they're pushing socialism on us because this is the way the government can control outright. And, you know, of course, you can't do anything about it once that's completely instigated. Right. Um, Global warming. And that's where they get into all of the nonsense that I was just talking about. Cow flatulence and all the rest. Um, And so um, not long ago, many farmers were being harassed by government agents over pollution in streams running through their land. Right. And the government charged that the cattle were the cause and then demanded that they build a fence to keep the cattle from the stream. And they demanded and they harassed and they threatened. This is why they take away grazing rights. It's why they monkey around with all of these things so that they can drive these uh, cattlemen uh, to the point of extinction and absorb their lands. The Hammonds in Oregon, guess who put themselves on the order that uh, the Hammonds wanted? If the Hammonds were going to sell, guess who was the first in line that got to buy the land? The government. The government. They forced people out. So they found that the pollution wasn't being caused by the cows. Rather, the source was feral hogs 
So, of course, an environmentalist who has never worked a ranch or a farm, you know, very soft hands, (laughs) rarely comes out of his New York high rise, is not going to know that. So some of the reasons why it's charged that beef is unsustainable might be, you know, ruled, regulated and, and frankly eliminated But the charges aren't coming to us from people that actually know, that actually are on the ground, boots on the ground, that are actually understanding what farming does and what it doesn't. And so um, the charges were brought about by the anti-beef vegans who want all beef consumption stopped. And in cahoots are environmentalists who are seeking to stop the private ownership and the use of land under the excuse of environmental protection. And the sad fact is, is that National Cattlemen's Beef Association the organization uh, that many you know, have been trusting to represent interests in each state, they betrayed uh, people by allowing itself to be used as the Judas goat to lead the industry to sustainable slaughter. By adopting some of these things, by going along with it, by, by not fighting it. And they accepted the imposition of the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which was heavily influenced, if not controlled, by the World Wildlife Fund. One of the top three most powerful environmental organizations in the world and a leader at the U.N. environmental program basically sets the rules for global environmental policy. And so this is the same World Wildlife Fund that issued a report saying meat consumption is devastating some of the world's most valuable and vulnerable regions due to the vast amount of land needed to produce animal feed. It's ridiculous. It's a lie. But they go with it. They get people to believe it. There's a lot of people out there that haven't even been on a farm, worked a farm. We used to be 95% ownership of farms in this country. And in 100 years, it went to, what, 5%? It's crazy. Um, And so this is what they're using. Regulations, using the principles, um, impose a political agenda that ignores the facts. That smaller independent cattle growers have proven to be the best stewards of their own land and that for decades have produced the highest grade of beef product in the world. Instead, to continue to produce, you will be required to submit to a centralized control of regulations that will never end and will always increase in costs and needless waste of manpower. And then to follow all those sustainable rules, you as a cattle grower have to agree to, uh, you know, have as much of the use of your land reduced to provide for wildlife. Yeah. And there are strict controls over water use and grazing areas. And this forces you to have smaller herds, making the process more expensive and economically unviable for the industry. Why do you think they wanted to shut down the Bundys? Why? Yeah. Ask yourselves that. Had to do with the grazing. Right. Had to do with a lot of things. Has to do with land ownership. Um, They've been trying to shut down people for years and they've been very, very successful. In fact, around the Bundys. All those farmers went away. Couldn't take it anymore. But the Bundys outlasted everybody else. Yeah. It's a really, really sad thing. And, uh, and, and horrific for us because we're not understanding. And so they're, they, they, they are getting away with stuff like this. Um, the first step, remove the country of origin labeling. I know my own very conservative congressman voted to get rid of labeling. And probably yours too. Because it went through. And so uh, that way we have no idea where product's coming from. And it's threatening the American beef industry. And uh, if you read the documents and statements from the World Wildlife Fund, the United Nations Environment Program, all of these programs that are involved to do all of these things, it isn't really hard to realize that the true goal is not to make beef better, but to ban it. 
This is why you're seeing the Impossible Burger. This is why you're seeing all of this stuff crop up right now. They want people to choose it just like gun control. They want you to choose it. They want to do such heavy media play on you that you think you're doing the right thing, even though none of the facts add up, right? With gun, gun control, none of the facts add up. New York in 25 years just had a, a whole weekend without uh, a, a, a gun violence, right? Gun violent death. Uh, geez. Yeah. So they're touting that, right? And they're saying, oh, see, you know, all of these states that are doing these kinds of things. I don't want to get off on that tangent. Let me tell you what's coming, and I'll explain it more in the next hour. This is what's coming, and this is really scary, and this is why you need to know. Okay. This is, this. they just introduced this. This is their big thing. Lake Erie, Lake Erie in uh, Toledo, Ohio, there was a special municipal election in February, and it established that Lake Erie and the Lake Erie watershed possessed, get this, the right to exist, flourish, and naturally evolve. It further states that it shall be unlawful for any corporation or government to violate the rights recognized and secured by this law. We're talking about nature rocks and rivers and lakes having the equivalent of human rights. They're calling it rebalancing rights. There is a new growing push to give nature a legal right, right? Needed to ward off what the UN has described as impending planet, planetary catastrophe, right? Planetary Armageddon, right? Isn't that what they're saying? Isn't that what little Greta is out there spouting? Well, they're calling it rebalancing of rights. And they use the, the, the following story. They, they went full Seuss, Dr. Seuss. When Dr. Seuss's Lorax sees the truffle of trees being destroyed, he declares, I speak for the trees, I speak for the trees, for the trees have no tongues. No tongues indeed. But today the trees are gaining a voice and nature is speaking for itself and defending its own rights to exist and thrive. Do you know what happens if nature has the same rights as humans? Because they're declaring, and I'm not joking, they're declaring that humans do not have stewardship over the earth, but that the earth is its own human right and that a river has as much right as a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm letting, I'm letting you digest this because it is. It's huge. This is from earthday.com. This is their newest thing. And boy, is this coming. They already did it with Lake Erie. Today, a new movement is building, which recognizes that we can no longer treat nature as limitless or simply existing for human use. I'm sorry, that's exactly what it is for, but whatever. This movement is transforming how the law treats nature from being considered an item of property or commerce to being recognized with legal rights of its own This movement to secure legal rights of nature means for the first time acknowledging that that nature has the right to exist, the right to thrive, the right to regenerate, evolve and be restored. And importantly, that nature can defend and enforce these rights against threats. You didn't know nature could do all that, did you? You didn't know a lake could enforce their rights against threats, did you? It's because they can't. But this is the goal. Now. I want you to think about this because I'm going to go into the next hour. I'm going to really describe what this means, the outcome of this. But if they are able to do this, 
And there's going to be a lot of people out there that go along with this. A lot of conservatives that go along with this. Why? Oh, give them the right. Okay, I don't care if a, I don't care if a lake has a right to exist. Sure, why not? You have a, you know, twinkle that. You know, you have a, you have a right to exist. Let me just wave my magic wand. A lot of people are going to feel like that. The problem is going to be is they're not going to realize what that means when somebody violates what they think is a violation of that right. Think about human rights right now. What are we looking at? We're looking at hard feelings about something is a, is a right violation, right? And that all these new rights crop up for us all the time, right to a cell phone, right to all of these things. We're expanding the list, right? But we are also saying that a violation is my interpretation of a violation of my human right. What happens when the lake has a violation and you're going, that's not a violation. What are you talking about of a right? Well, it means a lot of things, actually, and it's really destructive. It's really destructive because um, if somebody tries to fight for that, because, of course, you know, the lake can't fight for itself. They want you to think it can because they're, they're, they're delusional. They're lunatics. But what happens when swimming in that lake, fishing in that lake becomes a violation of, a, of the equivalent of a human right? Oh, we're in trouble, you guys. We're so in trouble. This is the next step for the uh, the, loon- the the loons. This is the next step for them. Oh boy! Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't miss this. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to listen to this. I'm I'm dead serious. This is huge. Be right back. KateDalyRadio.com. Thank you for listening to The Kate Daly Show. You can go to The Kate Daly Show on Facebook, The Kate Daly Show on Twitter. Happy to see you there. And also message me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kate at katedalyradio.com. Go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of our live show. 